It's the Video Entrepreneur Podcast, the number one podcast for video businesses. And here he is, your host, PJ Tai. Hi, everyone. I'm excited to be here on today's show, and I'm here with Anya from Restream. Welcome, Anya. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I'm happy to have you as well. I was actually on your show a few weeks ago, which was a lot of fun. I learned about the awesome tool that you're a part of. It's called Restream, and we're excited to talk about it and kind of hear the benefits. And it's useful for you, Screen. It's useful for this podcast. And I'd like to learn more about how your audience is using that in the different ways that you know, live streaming's become so popular and tools such as Restream are really gaining traction. Let's actually start out first with kind of the state of the world we're in considering the pandemic. A lot of different softwares have been impacted from a growth perspective, from a load perspective, as well as some have been affected negatively. And I know you're extremely grateful for the position that Restream is in, just like Uscreen, we're helping so many customers make money with their videos. And you're doing the same with Restream with helping them broadcast. In this situation of the pandemic, how has that affected Restream? As unfortunate and sad the events of the global health crisis are, for Restream, there was definitely quite a bit of silver lining in that because if you think about March 2020, when the whole thing actually started, especially here in the United States, we basically realized that the whole world woke up knowing that now they're all live streamers. If they want to stay relevant, if they want to stay connected with their customers, if they want to continue finding new clients, if they want to continue partnerships and relationships that they built, they had to go virtual. And that's why platforms like Restream that allow you to stream your live video content to all social media platforms at the same time became kind of essential because that was the only way for community managers, marketers, social media strategists, churches political organizations, musicians, and many, many other different people to continue delivering content and continue staying in touch and engaging their audiences and communities. Also for companies like Uscreen, right? Like, so people realize that a lot of things that they can do now is to create instructional videos. They can teach their skills. They can share their skill and monetize that. For things like that, tools like Restream could be essential because that allows you to build, engage, galvanize, and potentially monetize the audience that you have already curated on your social channels. Well said, Anya. Thank you for that. This is actually a really good use case to understand how Uscreen or this podcast can specifically use Restream. And I'm curious to ask you a few questions about that because there's so many use cases of Restream to be able to get to all these different platforms and it's free content. So it's really around building a community, building an audience versus Uscreen is you got that audience now, let's monetize and sell them content. So let's take this podcast, for example. Usually I'll use Zoom. I'll record this content. It's two-way video. I'll then repurpose that on my social channels. What would be the difference if we were using Restream now and I would broadcast to YouTube, LinkedIn? Tell me a little bit of that workflow in the case of this podcast if I was using Restream. Yes, absolutely. So actually, podcasters are one of our favorite people to work with these days because they already have a good head start, right? They have good audio. They understand the value of pre-recorded content and they already have expertise. They have topics, they have guests, if that's part of their podcast. And the only thing that they 
could do to improve and drastically grow their audience and the impact of what they're talking about is by switching on the video camera and adding that visual element to what they're already doing and what they're already good at. So here's how it's going to look. Create a Restream account. We do have a free version, so you can start with a free one. We also have trials and we also have a ton of little discounts that are running all the time, especially now during the holiday season. So once you create an account, you can start using Restream Studio, which is an encoder or a tool that allows you to record or capture your video, your camera, your microphone, your sound, as well as brand your stream. You can add your captions, your overlays, your graphics, your backgrounds, logos, all those good things. We also aggregate the chats for you. So once you start that live stream, you can connect the platforms where you want to send it to. Most typically, it's going to be your Facebook page, maybe your Facebook group, your YouTube channel, if that exists, where you maybe have a lot of tutorial videos already about your products. You can also connect your LinkedIn if you're authorized to stream on LinkedIn today, as well as your Twitter through Periscope. So there are so many different platforms where you as a business, as an entrepreneur, as an instructor or freelancer already probably have quite an established community. So you can send that video to all of those destinations. You can brand that video. You can also aggregate chat from all those platforms so you can include your community into your conversation, highlight their comments, respond to them live, ask them to clarify or elaborate on their questions. So it's going to be very interactive and very like two-way street type communication. And then once you're done, Restream automatically records everything that you did. So you have a video that you can then post as a video on demand. You can create little clips. You can repurpose it into a blog or an email where you can also send people to rewatch the video if the topic is of interest for them. And of course, downloading audio only will create that same podcast where we kind of started, right? So just by uh, creating that account and by setting up that video element to it, you just drastically increased the level of your reach and exposure to all your social channels and communities on them. That's perfect. That's a, and it's really easy to use because you ultimately give me a studio, almost a control panel on this side where I'm connecting my camera, audio, it broadcasts everything. I can control comments. And of course, repurposing is super important in content creation, right? I'm able to get to all these different platforms, then use the audio, use the video on these different social channels and social shares and posts in the future, which I love. That's actually a really good point on being able to do that. Now, with the community aspect being so important now, especially during the pandemic, when the pandemic started and moving forward into 2021, and we're gonna come back to this topic to discuss what your thoughts are on the future of live streaming, for example, but you mentioned community and for everyone to stay relevant, that ultimately comes down to community, being able to engage that audience when all of us are stuck at home. What is the average setup to do a nice live stream? For example, for me, I have a Logitech Brio, which is a 4K cam here that I use. You look like you also have a nice HD cam as well, but I also have a little backup on the side, which is not HD in case someone has low bandwidth or myself. But I've seen and gotten on some really cool podcasts and calls lately where people have these beautiful digital DSLRs set up with their camera, their lighting. So ultimately, I could set up a really nice camera on this desk professionally with all the lights. And then I set up the live stream to go directly through the HDMI and all that stuff. How hard is that to do for an average user, including myself, whether to set up a simple webcam, which is basically plug and play, 
or go that professional route? And what's your recommendation starting out? Yeah, that's actually a great question. We do get that question asked quite a bit when people start using Restream. They say, well, how much of an investment is this in terms of money, resources? Like how much gear do I need to buy? And what we always recommend is to start small and start with what you have. In order to start and to kind of test out MVP, so to say, your live streaming product for your community, you don't have to have professional lights, DSLR camera, amazing microphone, seven people running around you with the powder, like making sure that you're not shiny on the camera. This is all great stuff. You probably will get there if you're successful, if you know what you're doing. But to get started, a small lab camera, just like um, any Logitech product, uh, Brio is a great choice. It's relatively inexpensive for the quality that it provides. And definitely a microphone that is not embed in your computer because the quality of your audio is going to be essential, especially when you're repurposing to podcast. And even without podcast repurposing, think about how many people would be experiencing your live stream on the background while they're doing something else, working, cleaning their house, you know, walking their dog, whatever. So remember that your audio should always be your priority. So definitely invest in decent microphone, which again, range from $50 to a couple of hundred and then that web camera. You definitely want some light on you. So natural light is a great free solution. As you grow and as you add on to that, you can always invest in professional lights, in great studio space. DSLR camera is something that I'm using right now, actually. It's a DSLR uh, Panasonic Lumix, and I'm using Elgato CamLink in order to trick my computer into thinking that that's a web camera. And in that case, it's fully compatible with Restream Studio as well as any other streaming software. So my recommendation is invest in good audio. Make sure that you know the best microphone that you can afford is what you're going to get to begin with, and then add on, build on. Like the studio that you're seeing right now is a result of six months of work. We started in around like May, June timeframe, and we added every single little piece here, wired internet, you know, streaming DAC, microphone, all those things came step-by-step as we were seeing a lot of success with our live streaming project. And when we began, it was just my window, light, my small Logitech camera, and this microphone. So definitely start small and add on to that as you get traction. Easy. So key items are, which I use as well, and it's super affordable. It's a Yeti mic. And these have gotten really popular. Professional mics two, three years ago, I have a Rode podcaster at our office and everyone would come and be like, oh my God, cool mic, cool mic. This about two, two and a half years ago, maybe three years ago. But now everyone has these professional mics and they're so easy to find. Such a good investment with so much remote content being produced online. A mic is key either a nice HD webcam like a Brio, a Logitech, or you get into the next level, which I like to get to as well with a digital SLR. And I have a Canon right there, which I can help connect. And good lighting, natural light is super important. So that's good for everyone to know. The barrier to entry to start streaming is super low. Let me get into the audience building. If you can share a little bit of your best practices with the average customers starting out doesn't have much of an audience, what would you say to them? Because for us, we have a podcast, we have a lot of traffic on our site. It's very easy to get and produce a new show or a piece of content. It's easy to get eyeballs on it. For you, with so many different customers that you see that also it's a low barrier entry to start with you, you can start right away and start streaming and basically set up a LinkedIn account. What if they don't have an audience? What would you advise them? 
So when you start streaming, the, the expectation is that you do have at least some kind of audience, some kind of listeners or eyeballs that are interested in your message. So if you're a pastor, for example, most likely you already have a Facebook group or Facebook page where people come hang out, where people learn about the services, the schedule and things like that, where they can interact, ask questions. The same goes to pretty much anybody else in any industry. If you're a musician, you probably have your mailing list, your musical accounts. If you are a content creator, like video tutorial creator, you probably have somewhat established YouTube channel. And even if the number of followers or subscribers are a couple of hundreds, that's a good start. The second step, once you've figured out that, okay, I have at least some people who are interested in my message, what I'm going to share, my expertise, my knowledge is of interest. Then you can start building on on that. And for that, we definitely recommend consistency. So the best way for you to gain more traction, to get more views, to get more subscribers is to go live on a regular basis. If you show up once every two, three months, the odds are you're not going to grow. You're not going to grow fast, at least. If you are doing consistent streams, shine or rain, no matter what, on Friday morning, I'm going to go live as my Friday live show. And I started with just a couple, maybe 20, 24 people watching me, even though I had the luxury and the privilege of uh, utilizing Restreams Network. But still, people were not used to that. People were like, well, what is this? What's this Friday live? What's, who is this Anya? And fast forward to December, six, seven months down the road, and we have hundreds of people watching live and then hundreds of people re-watching the repurposed part, which is either video on demand clips or podcasts. So definitely start with understanding what is your current situation. Who are the people that you can reach out to today? Maybe it's your personal network. Maybe it's your mailing list. Maybe it's some kind of group or professional association that you're part of. And you can say, hey, I'm doing this streams. If you're interested in these topics, if you're interested in being my guest and sharing this interview, please come on in and like, let's, let's do this together. Let's collaborate on that. Then be consistent definitely look at the opportunities to collaborate. Like this thing we're doing today right now with you, PJ, you, you were a wonderful guest on my show. I'm showing up here to support your podcast. So this is another great way to grow your community by connecting with other people in the industry or in similar space. And then you can kind of share and collaborate and co-create content. And that is going to kind of like cross promote and help you to grow your audience. But that's probably step three. Step one, look at what you have already. Step two, get consistent. And then step three, consider collaborations and marketing. I love that. You made some really good points, Anya. The consistency is really key. That's very important to continuing to engage your audience. And it's amazing. It's the saying out of sight, out of mind. When you're yeah. consistent in anything in life, it starts to snowball. And that's really important because there's so many content creators out there. There's so much noise and you learn as you also go. Consistency also teaches you that because you're doing more and more and learning the trade basically. And then partnerships and collaboration I love as well. The same way you and I met, we initially met, we're both two live streaming tools or two video platforms. I came on your podcast, you came on mine. Now we have a relationship. I'll share your content, you'll share mine. You'll refer other guests, I'll refer guests and so forth and further collaborations. Let's go into an important topic which I always get asked and I would love to hear your perspective on it and it's pretty much how you see the future of live streaming. So let hear it from my perspective first and I specifically ask about live streaming because it's the one that really changed with the pandemic. Of course, video, Zoom, so many different types of content exploded because everyone's stuck at home, watching videos, reading blogs, ordering food, 
you know, those different things, whatever you can consume at your house really expanded with COVID. Video on demand really expanded just as an average number. As you said, when COVID started in March of 2020, our customers streamed 5X within five days, first five days of COVID in the United States. As soon as they were like, all right, where these states are shutting down, our customers went from streaming, you know, 10 terabytes a month to 5X more. That was overnight. And it continued to increase month over month over month. So our bandwidth bills were huge. Also, we have live streaming and that significantly exploded. We launched in January 2019 on Uscreen and always customers use it, but nothing like what happened when the pandemic started, especially because they want to be relevant. They want to be engaged. And I know you saw a massive growth of live streaming when the pandemic happened. But what do you think will be the case moving forward going into 2021 and 2022? I know so many more people have adopted it. That's not going away. It could maybe slow down as things open up. But definitely more and more people are used to it. They've set up their equipment. They've also built a habit of live streaming. There's a small amount of work or a certain amount of work to get into video. Whether you shoot video on demand, recorded content, or live, there's a barrier to entry. Once you master that barrier entry, which is actually not that much, right? I have my video equipment in the back. I learned it. I had trial and error. But once I got it, it's super easy. What's your take on the future? of live streaming, especially as things begin to open up and people can go outside? Yeah, it's a great question. So of course, I do not quite see the future yet. I wish I could. That would be a really amazing skill to have. Here's kind of like my understanding of what's going to happen. First of all, just like you mentioned earlier, there has definitely been a huge shift into virtual world. A lot of people acquired the skills of being on camera, of uh, they invested in some equipment, something that we just discussed earlier. They build their audience. They created some kind of a consistent presence on their social channels, on other platforms that uh, support live video and pre-recorded videos. So they are already in that habit of this is what's going on. This is bringing me new leads. This is bringing me connections. This is helping me build relationships with my community. So my understanding is that that's not going to go away. What I think will happen is there will probably be a little bit of a dim in terms of, okay, now the pandemic is over. The vaccine is here. Everything is great. We're back to normal. So people will probably have a little bit of a reaction to the fatigue of life and virtual and Zoom. So maybe for a couple of months, companies like Restream and other streaming platforms or streaming equipment will have a little bit of a moment of silence when people will be like, no, we want to go outside. We want to hug real people. We want to talk in person. But then eventually people will do the math and they will think, okay, so those virtual events are very effective. They allow me to network. They allow me to deliver my message, to promote my product. And they are a fraction of a cost for in-person events. For me to go door to door and sell my product to different people is a lot of effort versus me going live every day, every other day and do the same message, but promote the same thing and share with other people is a lot more economically effective and efficient. So with all that in mind, my perspective is that streaming is here to stay after the pandemic for sure. And I think other thing that will be also happening is that live streaming will evolve. There will be more engagement tools. There will be more artificial intelligence and analytical tools popping up to help you to monitor your audience, to help you grow it, to help you discover or get discovered as a content creator. And definitely a lot more things for interactive element because the beauty and the power of live streaming 
is the fact that you can communicate with your audience. You can talk to them in real time. You can even pull them in as a guest and just let them join your video, right? Whether you're doing that through Zoom or through something like Restream. So I think that people will be kind of gearing towards more interactive, more analytical, artificial intelligence, I think, to help them boost their exposure. And definitely people will continue investing in their own skill of being a live presenter. Yeah, well said. That's a really good point. I definitely think the habits have been built. The barriers have been broken. People are streaming more than ever. They're reaching their audience. This was bound to happen where more and more people were coming online. It was already happening. What happened is COVID significantly accelerated the adoption of these online tools, whatever they may be. And the adoption rate is significantly higher. Of course, as people get out, like you said, it will slow down a little bit, but it's not going to go away. It's here to stay. And tools such as Uscreen and Restream really help that. And it's a great tool. I'm excited to use it as well for the Video Entrepreneurs Podcast and various other lives that we want to do to engage our community, especially our YouTube channel, which is starting to grow really well. The Uscreen Corporate Channel, as well as we have another YouTube which Daniel on our team creates a lot of good videos for. It's called Uscreen Health and Fitness, and that one's geared towards fitness, and we want to do some live there. So I'll definitely be using Restream, and I'm excited about it. It's been a great chat with you. I appreciate you sharing your input and insight into both the tool, how to use it, the benefits, and, of course, the state of the industry in the future as well. Anya, tell our guests how they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to, if you don't mind, if I have a second, I wanted to add one more thing about monetization of your video content and how that could be combined with social live streaming. I think it would be very relevant for your community because what Uscreen is offering is to create um, instructional videos and to monetize that, right? Like you create those ticketed events where people can actually earn for their skill, for their expertise and create community around their amazing talent. So how you could combine that with live streaming is you could actually utilize your social channels and start some of those uh, lives on your social. And then in the middle, let's say in 15 minutes or maybe in 30 minutes of your live stream, say, hey, this was the introduction. This is a little teaser. This is what I'm capable of. This is how I am as an instructor, as a teacher. And now you can actually go and join my paid session or my paid class So that's one really interesting opportunity for people who want to monetize their content and utilize their existing social network without too much hustle, right? Like they're already using Uscreen as their home for paid ticketed events and they can use Restream in order to galvanize, engage and kind of tease the community and kind of like ease them into that moment when they are inviting them to support them financially and to watch the videos that they monetize. So that's just something I wanted to share. Other than that, you're definitely welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn. It's Anya Razina, uh, A-N-Y-A-R-A-Z-I-N-A. And you can also find us at Restream.io. Restream.io slash studio will show you a lot about how our studio works. We have a 24-7 support chat. If you guys are interested in learning, have any onboarding questions, have any pricing questions, please talk to those people. They're real life human beings that respond within five minutes and they will be there to help you out, whether if you get stuck, if you're already starting to use Restream or just having questions before you get started. So yeah, definitely. I would love to connect on LinkedIn if you, if you would like to. I'm happy to help anybody who is a beginning creator or who is very seasoned and established. Happy to share everything I know uh, because content creation and especially live video is my passion. 
I love that. And you're right. The support aspect is very important, especially on a live streaming platform. We do the same. We have around the clock support because when you're live, you need the support right away. Thank you for sharing how to find you and going back real quick to the monetization tip you gave. I love that. We give exactly the same tip. You tease the audience, you inform them, you build engagement, and then you funnel them down to your membership site, paid content, live events, and all that good stuff. And we share that all the time. And that's a great tip, Anya. Thank you for doing so. Everyone reach out to Anya. Check out Restream.io with the great tool they have. It's been a great call and a great time. Thank you very much, Anya. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Have a great day. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. And remember, you too can become a video entrepreneur with Uscreen, the leading video monetization platform. We take care of a whole lot. Video streaming, hosting, monetization, analytics, and anything else you need to succeed. You can even get your own apps on various OTT devices, including Apple TV, Roku, iOS, and many others. Be sure to visit www.uscreen.tv and click the free trial button for a 14-day free trial.